Welcome to another episode of The Eccentrics with UI, where I have conversations with individuals that embody the three criteria that I look for before bringing them on the show. And those in the criteria are that they have traveled a fair bit, they have created a money-making venture, and lastly, they are willing to share a setback that occurred one time in their life, and most importantly, how did they rebound from that setback? Before we go into today's episode and I tell you who we are having on the show today, I wanted to let you know about my weekly newsletter that comes out once a week titled Three Nuggets Weekly. It's uh, a newsletter where I share three things during the previous week that I found valuable and I think might add value to your life. Uh, if you want to subscribe to this uh, newsletter, you can visit my website, www.uiukpong.com, insert your email address, and you would have this uh, newsletter once in your inbox every week. It's just uh, very brief, uh, where I share philosophy, I share either a documentary I watched in the previous week, or a news article, a book, um, a video, whatever it is. And I just share it with those that uh, subscribe to the newsletter. So once again, if you want to get uh, to be one of those uh, subscribers, visit my website, uiukpong.com. Insert your email address in there, and it will be waiting for you in your inbox once a week. With that, let's get into today's show. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It's been a long time you've heard from me, actually exactly four weeks there's been some personal changes in my life, hence why I went quiet. So if you have missed me, I have also missed you as well. But I'm back again. And uh, after four weeks, I'm publishing my conversation with E, part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I highly encourage you to please go back to the history of the show and search for conversation with E, part one. Before I share with you the bio of E, I wanted to wish you a belated Merry Christmas. I hope you spent it somewhere nice and warm with your family. If you spent it somewhere cold, well, I'm wishing you some warm winds from where I am. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's talk about E and who is E. E was born and raised in Ghana and came to Canada when he was a teenager. Life in Canada has had its set of challenges. Nevertheless, he decided to improve his, himself through education so he could contribute to society. He obtained a Bachelor of Arts degree from Simon Fraser University in Burnaby, British Columbia. Upon completion, he moved to England to pursue his childhood dream of becoming a lawyer. Today, he is a lawyer and has his own law firm based in Calgary, Alberta, which is in Canada. In the past, he has worked at a multinational organization as well as a local mid-sized firm. His strong moral purpose to provide legal services that cater to the needs and circumstances of ordinary people instead of large corporations, it's what has proposed him to start his own law firm. Enjoy the second part of my conversation with E. So I have E on back on the show, and uh, 
the last time E was on the show was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, by the time you're listening to this conversation, you've already listened to the first part of our conversation. And uh, I hope uh, you were anticipating the second part because I definitely had told you at the end of uh, the conversation that there was going to be a part two. So he's back with us. I want to thank him for coming back on the show. And it's a Sunday here. It's a day before Thanksgiving. I think it's very appropriate that we're having this conversation a day before Thanksgiving to celebrate E's life. And especially if you listen to part one, you definitely understand why we're saying all this. So E, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, when we ended the first part of our conversation, towards the end in there, there were some things you said we should anticipate for... Uh, part two and one of them was you said you were going to share with us a letter that your father had shared with you and also you were very grateful for your wife's family Mm -hmm. you were very you were very happy with the family that you've been married into Mm -hmm. and today I want to start uh, a part of our conversation with something you shared with me offline and I told you to stop Yes. Because I didn't, I, I like my curiosity. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, every, every, every time I come on the show, if I know something about someone or a little bit, I tell them, don't tell me, don't tell me. I yeah. want the audience, I want the audience to experience it similar to me. So you, the audience listening to this conversation cannot see E, I can see E. And there's a, there's, there's a mark on your face that uh, you can tell it's either a birthmark or maybe it's an injury that healed. And it's very close to your left eye, actually extremely close to your left eye. It's almost like an inch more. It would literally be on your eye. Yeah. If I may ask, what what caused this mark? Okay. So actually also, if you are very closer to me, when you're close to my face, you see a little bit of scratches, like, you know, on my cheeks, right? Uh, when I, according to the this is, of, this is this is your left or right cheek? Uh, I think uh, the left as well. So there's some so you know, so close close to this mark that yeah, I'm asking about. Yeah, okay, exactly. Right. There's some scratches there too. It's very there, but like if you close to my face, you see it. According to my the account of my mother, I think when I was about three or four, just little, right? Uh, I was playing, I think, where our house was. This is my when I was with my father's family, right? Uh, as I was saying earlier, the only the, the thing they could hear was, or they could, they, some people were screaming on the streets. There's a child under the car. It's a big, you know, those uh, buses, the school buses. Mm. The driver, <laughs> so my when they came and people were screaming and shouting, when they came, my head was underneath the front, uh, the left front tire. So hold a second, hold a second. <laughs> that means if he had moved one more inch, he would have crushed you. Crushed me. Oh my gosh, my heart. <laughs> yes. Oh Lord. Because at this time I was thinking that it's probably your head was at the back tire. Yes. Yes. Oh Lord. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think this came into memory again when I was talking about how God has been faithful to me and the fact that I'm a survivor. God really created me to be 
<laughs> in my life, I, I, I wasn't supposed to be here. So my mom said when she ran out of the house to the street, that's, that was the image that she saw, that her, hmm. son, her son's head was underneath the, the, the school bus. And they was there me. was there a driver in the seats? Yes, the driver was in the in, in the car was a moving vehicle. Like <laughs> they don't know how that happened. <laughs> and, and you know, and you know, you're three, four years old, and your head is still your crane, the cranium is still the, soft. Yeah, walking it's very yeah. Yeah, so, I was I don't so really you, remember. I don't remember you, the you don't remember. I don't remember the accident. That was how that's how old young I was. That was how little I was. I don't remember the accident. My mom told me about it. Okay, so now they remove you from this place and they rush you to the hospital. How was the, the recovery and what did they see in the hospital? What did your mom tell you? You know, I was so young. I so like I don't remember. All I remember was there was when I was growing up a little bit, there was this man that used to come to the house. He would bring me a crate of eggs, right? Every now and then he would come and visit and bring me a crate of eggs. So that's how I got to know the story. Like, why is this man? So I was so sort of dear to him, even though he wasn't my father. Like, why would he come every now and then to come visit and give me crates, like, you know, a crate of eggs? That was when my mom was telling me that he was the driver in the car. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. And in Africa, like they say that, you know, when you you're, you you have an incident like that, your soul like sort of runs away. It's like, you know, so like the egg sort of, when you eat eggs, it sort of brings back your 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 soul, your spirit. Cause it's like a panicking, like it's traumatizing experience that. So you need to be sort of treated. And then egg is like a, something that when you, you, you you used to draw those kind of things. Yeah, that's the explanation that I was given. So every now and then he would stop by and come and then you see how sorry that he was or he, on his face, he would sometimes take me, put me on his shoulder to walk, like, you know, that's, yeah. So like, because of that, like, I also grew to sort of have a soft spot for him, right? Because he felt very sorry of the incident and, uh, he showed how remorseful he was and he did the best that he could to sort of help alleviate all the situation. So he will every now and then, even if, when I grew up, he would see me and still like, you know, call me sometimes. Yeah. Spend time with me, talk to me and all that. But I didn't know until my mom explained it to me that that's what happened. I was young. I was supposed to die. Right. Or my head was supposed to crash. I don't know if this was a miracle. I don't know, but I think it's a miracle. That's crazy, man. Wow. So if you see this man on the streets today, would you recognize him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, he actually passed away. He passed on. Oh, no. He passed on. But uh, when I grew up, like, literally, I will recognize him. I still picture him. I still remember him. So, because so he continued for a while. I think my healing process took a while, right? So hmm. when I was healing, that was when I, re- I, I, I grew up to realize that I was in like, you know, uh, what is it called, bandits and all that. You know, when I was growing, the actual accident, I don't remember, but I remember that I had like, you know, bandits and other things and, you know, those, uh, and then receiving medication kind of thing, right? I I became aware of it, like, you know, 
I became to know that I was I was involved in an accident. But the actual accident, I think I was too young to know because maybe it took longer for me to really recover fully. That's when I grew up to know that I had these bandages and bandits, you know, on me. Mm. So this egg, uh, giving of bringing of the eggs to the family of, in your situation, your your mom here, um, it is this a Ghanaian culture? I think so. I think so. Like in Ghana, if you, in, 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 I think. If you are like, you know, egg is, uh, if you are giving an egg, right, it's, they regard that as a full chicken or, you know, that they used to like reward you if you have done something great, honorable as a child. If you are growing up, let's say you go to school, you do very well at school, they will give you egg as like, you know, that, oh, you have done well. Congratulations for your long suffering, that the effort that you put in all the struggles, whatever you have lost, is supposed to replenish that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, actually, if you like my chest, right, there are some scratches there too. Okay. So, like a few scratches on my chest as well. It's Based kind of on that accident? From that accident. Oh, wow. So yeah. that means the egg in the Ghanaian culture is a very positive yes. symbol. Symbol, yes. It's a, it's a very positive symbol. It's like when, as a child, something like that happens to you, right? It's uh, like, it's scary. Even when I told you, remember the reaction that, you yep, know, you yep. so like, it's, 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 it, 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 they say that when a, such an, a, a traumatizing incident happens like that, your spirit, the, the soul that lives in you, like runs away. It's like you're almost at the point of death. <laughs> so if they don't pamper the soul to sort of draw it back into you, you may even die. You may not. So like, that's what they treat you. They pamper you. They use the egg to invite your, to draw the, you know, your soul sort of back to you, back into back, your, back to, your back to the host. Exactly. Gee, yeah. my Lord, that is, I'm actually glad that you don't even remember it because if you remember it, how do you expose that from your mind? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. My mom says well, she was pounding fufu, you know, and she, but she didn't know how where she threw the pistol, like the, the stick that we used to plant. She didn't like when she heard that she, it was her son, she just didn't know how she got to the v, where the car, the bus was, and picked me up. She didn't know how it happened. Or she realized that I was in her hands running to the hospital. <laughs> now, for someone listening to this, when you hear E say pounding fufu, let me put the image in your head. If you and not from the African context, you can Google, put a mortar and pestle in your search uh, engine and please put African beside it because if you put mortar and pestle, it will just give you a very small thing that you can grind in your house. That's not what he is referring to here. This is <laughs> this is just, it's a big round object that we hold a, a stick, a very big stick, and we keep on pounding into this thing. We use it to pound yams, cassava, uh, tomatoes. Depend if you're pounding things that are soft, you the pressure you use is 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 is, is of course lighter. Man, that yeah. that that is that is a very very traumatic experience. Anyway, so I, I wanted to start with that. Um, where we stopped the last time was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, I think 2019. 2019, where you had now just ended things with that 
previous lady. Yeah. Uh, your girl, the, the other, the other person that was your girlfriend had also, you had ended things there because of course you were trying to start this new thing based mm-hmm. on trying to obey your father. Right. So, so, pick, so let's pick up from 2019 to 2022 mm-hmm. because I want, I want this conversation today to be redemption. to be be celebration so so 2019 you have ended things with this second person you realize it's not the right move for you how did things start from there how did you how did you how did you woo your girlfriend back actually she reached out to me she reached out to me through (laughs) after after what you have done to her yeah so uh, she reached out to me through one of my 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 actually no no one my best friend so like when she did the party for me remember that i mentioned that yes, when I yes, school, yes. she did so she reached out to like you know i think she used instagram to reach out to some of my friends she went on to my friends list and then you know saw them because i mentioned their names and all that so that's how she invited them and then after when they came she of course obviously formed relationship with them because of me and all that so they kept in contact and then so i think you know when i ended things with the other lady it was of course news again right and then maybe she heard it or something so she reached out to my my best friend as in the state and then my best friend called me that uh and at that point i it was it was a tough like you know i was also in a tough situation uh i was writing my uh accreditation exams you know my, my law degree is from uk so like uh i had to requalify myself here and i was so 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 broke i'm telling this because i want to be very you know open and you know not holding anything so like she reached out to me and then we caught up and that was i i think to me too i think that was the time that she was ready to listen to me because when that whole thing was happening and I was trying to explain things to her, I couldn't. And I still couldn't tell her the full truth because I was trying to protect my father, right? The reason why we could not be together, right? So I could not tell her the truth then. So I felt this, I saw that as an opportunity for me to really be candid with her that, hey, I'm sorry, this is what, this is what happened and stuff like that. So... Uh, so that's how we reconnected and then we started, you know, talking again. And, you know, I need, I honestly needed money to write, write some of my exams. She supported me. No and, way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. To register because, and it was so few days to the, uh, the closing date, the registration closing date. And then, so it was very timely. <laughs> I will never forget. She's probably forgotten it, but. I know how what it meant to me, so I'll never forget that. And then she helped me, and then I registered for my exams, and I wrote it. I think it was the last two exams that I had to write. So we started talking, and then I'm like, yeah, this is meant to be. If it's meant to be, it will be. So that's when I, I decided to have a conversation with my dad that, that, hey, dad, you know, I've obeyed you, I've tried, you know, the suggestion that you gave me or you suggested to me, it didn't work out. So uh, please, this lady that I was with, she honestly is a good person, right? There was no reason to really 
break up with her, honestly. So you just get a chance to know her, right? Allow yourself, give me a chance to date her. No one knows who's going to marry who. If it's meant to be, please. This was the, no, how no, no, blah, 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 a whole lot. So in African culture, again, uh, you have to, you know, some when you are trying to have a conversation with your parents or your father or your, like an elderly person, sometimes you can bring some elderly person that he's known to, that he respects, sort of to be the mediator, to sort of help you on his behalf, on your behalf or something, to convey the message. So I invited some, <laughs> as an obedient child, I invited some uh, family friends over and then we, you know. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. press pause. Is it the same family friends that bought a ticket for you to come from Vancouver to Calgary before you went to No, no this, is, no, this is different family this, friends. This is a, okay, okay, this okay, okay. Yeah, so I invited them uh, and then they came. I was in my room in my father's house upstairs and then they were sitting in the living room, blah, blah, blah. They talked and then after they talked, they invited me down to come and sit. And, you know, some of the ultimatums that he said, it was so stringent. If you like, first of all, when I was at that time, how old was I? About 28 or something. Like, it's like when you go out, make sure you're home at 9 p.m., or something like you can't go home, you can't go out and be late if you are like, you know, you don't come home at 10 p.m. or something like so many like stringent rules and regulations. As long as you live in my house, a whole lot of like treats you in a way that is like it makes you feel like you are not competent or capable to, you know, take care of yourself, like condescending, like, you know, so like they came and it's like, yeah, well, I'm not mature yet. When they invited me down and he was giving his, you know, remarks, whatever, like, I'm not much sure yet. He's just watching me, a whole lot of stuff. And it was really infuriating me. It was just making me, like, it made me felt worthless, useless. You know, the way, the tone and the language and what he was saying. So I said that, that I'm really tired. I'm frustrated. What do you expect of me again? You I've said this in the meeting. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was my first time. So I'm like, this is what I, I'm frustrated. What do, what, do, what do you expect of me again? I'm doing the best that I can. I've obeyed you. I listen to you. I don't, like, honestly, I don't know what, how bad I am. I'm not a bad kid whatsoever. I obey you. You instruct, I will follow your instructions. When I go out, you instruct me to come home by 9 p.m. I come as 28 year old something so like what else oh is me is it me that you're talking to like that blah 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 he got because i've never i had never expressed myself like that to him ever before so he found that very shocking and honestly at that point it, i feel like this it wasn't even in a disrespectful manner i'm like <laughs> I'm tired. I'm screaming. I'm I'm as I'm tired. You are suffocating me. I can't breathe. I can't be hear me out. Oh, okay. You're about to move out. Move out from my house. Blah 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 blah. I'm giving to something. At that time, that's when I started EY. I started EY in uh, um, I think August 2019. So it wasn't very long when this happened. I've, and then he's like, okay, you have just started your job. I'm gonna wait for you. I'm giving you. At that time, he was also about to travel, okay? 
out of the country, he would have been gone to April of 2020. So he said that by the time he returns in April 2020, I should be gone out of the house. Mind you, it was me, my stepmom, and him. So he's given me that period to, you know, work, you know, save some money. And then I'm like, okay, sure. But he said that expecting me to sort of apologize and said a whole lot. But honestly, I needed that break. So I'm like, okay, sure. I From then, before he traveled, I think he traveled, it was in August, he traveled, I think, September, late September or so. So the whole time, that period from the incident until he traveled, like Cold War, like he was giving me attitude, like to you in a way that it will hurt your emotions. He will not talk to you, ignore you, even if you try to say hello, he will just ignore you, you know, and it's emotionally very like, you know, abusive sort of thing. I was really hurt in that time. So I just kept to myself, that, okay, then remained quiet. I never said anything back. And uh, that was when I started looking for a therapy, right? And then yeah. I found this and then I, I started going to therapy. So weekends, I would go to therapy. And even when he said that I should move, I wasn't even going to move out because uh, why do you run away? I can't leave. <laughs> I'm scared. He's so ingrained in my mind. So when my I went, hold, hold it, hold a second. He gave you till April 2020 to leave, but you did not want to leave. Why? Because I'm supposed to read his mind to know that he does. He didn't mean it that he wants, but he wants to make put me in fear to maybe to make me afraid of him more to make me uh, feel sorry for myself. To you know, that's he made that statement before because okay. of that. So I had to just to sort of punish me for me saying that I'm frustrated. So like, that was what I was thinking that he meant. He meant. So I'll, I have to just sort of go, go and apologize because that's how it's always been. When you do something, oh, I'll not do this or this, and you say something, but then you have to find a way to apologize to sort of make appease, with, appease him, you know, mm-hmm. to appease him. He says that, oh, there's, there's the me, oh, da, da, and then you have to appease him. So it's always appeasing. He says that, and then oh, I'm going to do this, that, or I'm not going to do this, blah, 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 blah. Then you have to apologize. You have to feel sorry for yourself. The way you, how difficult he, he is to really apologize to, it's insane. So at that point, I'm like, I'm tired of doing that. You have to go on your knees. The amount of time that I went on my knees. You, no, hold a second. You want to say sorry to your dad, you need to go on your knees? Yeah, you have to up, kneel down on your knees and sort of say things to demean yourself that you are not sort of wise enough. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you made a, a stupid mistake. You are sorry for that. Blah, blah, blah. You apologize. You should forgive you. And uh, you have to. And then you, you know, sort of do that for a couple of times. And then eventually he'll come around and, yeah, he'll talk to you. If he, if he talks to you, it's like, yeah, you know, you should find it yeah, very privileging for him that he, that he talks, he has forgiven your sins or your offense. Yeah. So that is a, the, the amount of times that I went on my knees, even at, in my 20s and all that. Like, it's crazy. Oh, let me tell you this. One day when we used to live in Vancouver, he brought the bag that I came to Canada with, the, the luggage, to huh. the church that I shouldn't step foot in his house again. Hey, here's your bag that you brought to. 
that too, like, I think it was vacation. I wanted to work. It wasn't a, a major issue or something. I'm becoming, I'm becoming stubborn, blah, 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 a whole lot. So my, for my punishment, okay, don't step foot in my house again. So he brought, he used to live in Hope. That's where he used to work. And, and I lived in Vancouver City. That's where I attended school, Surrey, actually. And yeah. then, so when he was coming, so he, Sundays he would drive from Hope. Hope is a few hours from uh, Surrey, where the church was, and then come to church. So I'll meet him there on Sundays. And that day he brought, <laughs> I did, he brought my bag, the luggage that I brought to, can, I came to Canada with. The church, after church, when people like, you know, you know how African churches, when people are yeah. standing, you know, hey, this is your bag. He called one of my friends that I used to work with. Hey, this is your friend's bag that, you know, he came to Canada with. I don't want to spend him in my house again. So give it to him. <laughs> wow. So eventually we got past that stage. You know, I apologize. We got the pastors, you know, uh, elders in the community. Blah, blah, blah. They resolved it and then this. Okay, so now back to 2019. That was just, by the way. (laughs) I know, I know. Yeah, so back to 2019. So when he gave me that time period to move, that's when I started seeking, uh, looking for a therapist. And I found this uh, therapist, Ghanaian. It happened coincidentally, right? And he has been... uh, uh, great person in my life so when i narrated the whole story to him the very first thing he said move out (laughs) move out and if i may ask um your dad gave you to april 2020 you're having this conversation you started therapy after this incident that yeah happened in august roughly uh, it will be october october that's when i started i started okay all right okay October, November. He's like, he was like, yeah, October, mid-October, around there. It was like, if your dad says, move out, what are you doing in the house? Move out. How old are you? I'm like, I'm 28 or so. And you're a man. What are you doing? Move out. Do you know that there are a lot of people like your age that are even married? (laughs) Very true. Why are you sitting here like a baby? Your soul, like, yeah. So when he said move out, uh, in, my, in my head, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, are you crazy? You're asking me to move out? That's not, not an option. You can't think of that. Even though my dad says I should move out, but I like, know you have to stay and apologize until he forgives you. You can't move out. That was my soul. Like, when he said that, I was like, oosh. So I was like, yeah, go make that preparation and move out, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I never even made that effort. No, I didn't didn't. consider. Listen, so like the first session, second session. So like it took me time for me to even go to the second session because I knew that he was going to ask me the preparations that I was making towards me moving out. But because I wasn't considering that, it took me a while for me to go back. (laughs) And then when I went back again, he asked me, so how... Have you started looking, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, honestly, I'm scared. I can't. Like, what? Like, yeah, we can't continue this if you can because you are remaining in the situation that is really hurting you. So whatever we do, if you don't remove yourself from it, it's not going to help. It's pointless. 
Wow. So it was almost so, like an ultimatum. Yeah. So it was like, it will be pointless. So why are you staying there? And then that's when I started considering it. But still, honestly, I was afraid because <laughs> my dad has warned me, had warned me that if I make a mistake, he will invoke curses on me. He will truncate my life. Like those utterances. Truncating my life, he meant that he will invoke curses on me so that my life will be thwarted. It will not, like, you know, I won't be successful and stuff like that. That's what he meant because, you know, he's my father. He's the father is my spiritual authority, blah, blah, blah. Based on. So, so that was the fear that he used to control me and my, manipulate me and that kept, kept me under his feet. Then, so when my therapist said that, started considering, and that's when I started, and then I would discuss that with my wife, that, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, this is what I, you know, uh, my wife said, uh, the therapist said when I went to session, that she'd give me her opinion and input and stuff like that. So actually, eventually, the therapist invited my wife to, into the sessions too. At this time, At this time, she's your girlfriend. Yes, at this time she was my girlfriend. Um, okay, correct. But secretly, it was very secret. You well, you know, we hide. You just like, bro. It was crazy. We couldn't even like, you know, we hide it just so we can spend time together and stuff like that because like fear. Anyways, so I eventually decided and I found a place and I moved. I was scared, honestly. I, I was so afraid. What if like you know, I get fired? What if I lose my job? What if something? Because I was fresh from school. I didn't have money. I had just started a job. I haven't, I, I think I had not even finished my probation. So much fear. And I also believe that whatever like my dad would say will come to pass, like will happen. So I was so afraid. And then, but still I decided and I found a place downtown and then eventually December 1st, so when I found a place, I think, yeah, I gave one month, <laughs> I think one month notice to, at, at this point, my dad had traveled. So I, when he traveled, when I call him, he will not answer my call. I'll come home and I'll hear him talking to my stepmom. Like, you know, when you are, someone is neglecting you, just so to emotionally hurt you, those kind of things. Like, you know, they'll be laughing, they're talking, you know, and then you feel like. Mm-hmm. Can you press pause? Yeah. How? Your stepmom has been really quiet in your story. Mm-hmm. If I may ask if you're comfortable sharing. Your stepmom is aware of the relationship that you have with your father, correct? Yeah, big time. How, what kind of role did she play? I mean, she played a good cop in my eyes, <laughs> right? In my face, like, you know, I'll be the good cop, but... I mean, I think, anyway, God, I just, (laughs) it's a very tough question to answer because, you know. uh, Are you comfortable answering? It's, uh, it's very, I just don't want to, let's just, you know. Let's let's go back, let's go back to your, let's go back to your father. Let's go back to your father. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Let's park that. Yeah, so December 1st, 2019, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, so I think I gave I messaged him in uh, November or late October or some November around November, and I gave him that oh December first, you know I've considered uh, 
uh, what he said, and I've I found a place for December first. So December first, I'll be moving out. I just kept it. I found a place. Actually, let me tell you this funny story. So, like, <laughs> uh, when I found a place, I met with my therapist again, and I was suggesting to him how I was going to describe. Uh, you know, told my dad that I'm going to move on. So I initially was going to give reasons. Oh, that, you know, when you said you said that I should move out and I've finally found a place, so I want to move out on this day. So why do you have to give him reasons? He has told you to move out. So you just go straight. Dad, I'll find a place. I'm moving out December 1st. Don't give him reasons as to why, to justify why you are moving. That's you, again, making him feel like you're afraid of him. Like, you can't be afraid of your father. You have to respect him, but don't be afraid of him. So he made me remove that portion of me saying, <laughs> giving reasons or excuses or as to why, you know, oh yeah. So yes, actually, one day also I was at work and I got a message from him that, hey, park my car. At that time, I used to use his car. I would drive to the train station and then take, I used to, you know, we used to live in Northeast. So I'll park my car at the train station and then take the train to, to downtown. And then he said that, okay, one day I was at work and I got a message. Park my car and find yours or whatever. And then, so that was the reason that actually I found my decision really to move. So the reason I wanted to give him was, okay, that honestly at this point I can't afford a car, but I've been able to secure a place closer to work. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, that so was what basically, I was basically walking distance. Exactly, walking distance. Mm -hmm. So that was my reason. The reason I wanted to give my dad in my yeah right, but my therapist like no, see that you have found a place you'll be moving out. Simple. <laughs> so I did that, and the response I got back was okay, okay. And then o, that, was, that is O and K, not O K A Y. Yes, O and K. So from there, and then of course my stepmom had also heard the news that I'm, of course, right. So I told my dad first before, and then obviously he he, he disclosed to his wife, and then I told after I told my dad, I told her in person, and she was like, okay. And then so from there, like the relationship was like, okay, you know. My, it was just me and my stepmom in the house, right? Like, it's, it was a bit strange. But anyway, I'll go and then I started collecting the things, you know, to set up my new place and stuff like that. So I think on December 1st, oh, when the, the, the day came, the day that I was moving out came, December 1st, I got a message, email, a message for WhatsApp message for my dad again. This message was my was on WhatsApp. So he messaged me again. And that was when he invoked his curses. <laughs> so on December first, December first, when the day that I was moving out, I told him that I'll be moving out December first. So 2019. So that was when he, yeah, uh, keep this. I deleted that message because I was scared. I couldn't read it. He's like, let this keep this in the annals of your blah blah blah. This should be. This is your last time. This time that you are walking out of my house, you are not coming back again, blah, blah, blah. Your life, you'll be cursed or whatever. He said something like that. I deleted that message, but I did not respond. And then I just, yeah. And then so December, 
25th came. When I moved, he came for he came back, he returned, I think, yeah, December for Christmas. So, you know, when the whole at this point, the news was in the community a little bit. So some elders, oh, you it's Christmas, just message him. And I bear no grudge. I just wanted my peace of mind, right? With him. It's my father. I couldn't break a relationship with him whatsoever. So I some people uh, advised me, message him, wish him Merry Christmas, and see his response. So, like, let me go to the message that I sent on December. Be, be, before, before you share with us that message, I would like you to share that message with us on the second session. Let us take our first uh, water break, and we'll be back with um, E, and we are going to hear this message that's he is about to read to us that his father shared with him. Stay with us. Mm -hmm. We left off where he was searching for a message that his father had shared with him. And uh, to be honest with you, this was not easy, or should I say it's not easy because this is the first time he is sharing this with anyone. And uh, I want to thank Eve for deciding to share this part of the story with us. So, Eve, the, yeah. the, 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 the table is yours now, sir. Thank you. So, um, of course, these emails have been shared with uh, close family and friends because they knew, well, yeah. But uh, when I used, it's not just one message. I think a couple of them, right? Four. So I'll go through, like, you know, go through all of them one by one. So like I was saying, December 25th came and then I reached 2019. out. 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, it came and then I reached out to him, you know, based on advice that to wish him Merry Christmas. So this was my message to him. It was at 10.05 a.m. December 25th, 2019. Hi, Dad. I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and share this Bible verse with you. Isaiah 43, uh, chapter 40, verse 3 to 5. A voice in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. And the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And I added that family is everything in this life, and it is my prayer that the birth of Christ brings us peace and love enough to conquer the challenges confronting our family at this moment, so that the glory of God, of the Lord, will be revealed. Merry Christmas, Dad. And then I wrote my name. So about 45 minutes later, <laughs> I received it. He called me my African name. This should be the last time you email me. And he, yes, yeah, so his email came, our response came 10.50 a.m. This should be the last time you email me. For the gross disrespect that you have shown to me, you will never know peace in your life. My wish for you is to live a life full of disappointments, despair, frustration, and failure. You will never know fulfillment and contentment in your life. 
but live all the days of your life with success eluding you. Your law degree, which I spent my heart and money for you to achieve, will surely be nonsense in your hand. You will see your you will see your end that success does not come from degrees and qualification, but from the blessings of God. You have surely confirmed the double character that a friend of yours told me about. Money regret is me wasting my little resources on you, but so far as God lives, it will never be profitable to you. For me to spend close to 30000 in you in two years to make you who you are, and for you to disrespect me in such a manner, your law degree will be useless in your hands and will always live a life full of regrets. Follow your heart, and I've also followed mine. Let me repeat to you again that stay away from my good self and my wife. She's not your mother, you ungrateful being. If you have any Christmas wishes, send it to your ungrateful mother in Ghana. As God lives, success and happiness will always elude you, and you will remain inferior among your peers. Don't email me again and come close to our house if you want to live in this city of Calgary and continue to continue with your failed profession. A disappointed soul, you will forever be cursed and live a life of failure and disappointments. May success forever continually elude you. Pray that it will always be summer in your life, and may you never experience winter and other seasons of life. God will surely punish you, and you will regret having me as the father you just professed. I'm cautioning you again that if you dare challenge me, this country, Canada, cannot contain the two of us and you will see where the power lies. An ingrate full of human, in quotes, human being, try again. <laughs> and he signed off. This was December 25th, 2019. Wow. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. Um, do you want to take a minute? <laughs> I'm okay. It's okay. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> so that message, obviously, I did not respond. When before you go on, please, when you read this message on Christmas Day of all days, yeah. What? How did you react? This whole time, honestly, I was scared. Like I was scared. This message, I couldn't read read it fully and honestly this is the first time i'm really reading it fully i just came through it like you know just to get an idea of what he's saying but i didn't really like actually i think this is my first time i'll forward church my uncle and my but to really reading it i think this is the first time i'm really spending time to absorb or like really pay attention to what he said because i was when you forwarded it to your the people you forwarded it to, which I suppose my to uncle, friends and family. Yeah, my uncle, my therapist. My uncle was in shock. He like shock. Like this is the same uncle that came to Lethbridge 
and was telling your father, why are you treating your yeah. son like this? Yeah, Pincher Creek, yeah. Pincher Creek, Pincher Creek, yeah. Pincher Creek. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was the same uncle that was telling your father, why are you treating this your son like this? Yeah. When, when I, you I, say I, uncle, is this African uncle or real blood uncle? Real uh, blood uncle. He's my dad's cousin. My, the, my His dad, his mom and my mom, my father's mom are siblings. Oh, okay. So they're yeah, so they're they 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 first cousins. First cousins. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What, so what, was, what what did what did your uncle say? I can't even remember. Like uh, what I didn't even send it on the same day. Like he sent it. Like after some time, because I was still battling it, right? And my dad is the type of person that actually he almost nearly ruined that relationship with my uncle because oh, why are you calling him? He doesn't like you know, stay out like. All the other people that will support you create that support system. Like they are gone. You can't. You can't even have close people, close friends. Like you can't. You you so that you he will be remain the main person in your life. And then so like this time, like I think if when he my father was no more in my life, that's when I started reaching out to my uncle again, try to rebuild the relationship. Even though like cause he my dad had fallen out with him, you know, <laughs> so. Because of that, he advised me, oh, blah, blah, blah. Why you, why would you maintain a relationship with him if I don't have a relationship with him kind of thing? So, like, I kind of... Similar, similar to what he was doing with your Beth mom and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I, I... Honestly, when I was going to law school, my uncle, my dad, which my dad doesn't know, he wrote one of my reference letters in support of my application. Right, I would maintain a relationship behind his back because I wouldn't tell him. But at some point, you know, when my he would get it, my dad would get into my your head that you stay away from me a little bit. So I had to catch up with him, and then you know, eventually said that he was he he's shocked to date. He's very shocked to date. Like he's told oh, you the story. Oh, we'll get there. Let me. We'll get there. Oh, oh wow. This is yeah. I, I okay. I'm 41 years old. I have never met anyone in my 41 years that has ever had this experience with the father in that kind of message ever. Yeah, this is one of couple. Okay, please continue your story, sir. So, uh, when he sent that message, I, I took it and I stayed away. And, uh, I kept to myself and dealing with myself and going to therapy and all that. So in, sometime in March, my stepmom reached out. I think 2020. I, 2020. Okay. March 2020. She reached out. And uh and honestly, like I just like you got you heard in my message. It was me removing myself from a situation that I felt like was getting too bad for me or like based on my my therapy sessions. So I bear, I bore no grudge with anyone. So my March 2020, sometime of late, getting close to late tw uh, February 2020, my stepmom messaged me that I think when I moved out, the, she needed some, they needed to renew the car, the car, my dad's car that I was driving. At this point, my dad had, Travel, went back again. He has left the country, traveled again. So 
she messaged me and I had, I think that I had the, the license or the registration, something that she needed to renew it. So she messaged me that, hey, in a kind of, how are you kind of nice message, right? How are you kind of thing reaching out? And then, so I responded and um, we even arranged that I will come visit. I'll go to the house and see her. So I did, and I made a friend accompany me to the house, right? Eventually, I think that was in March or something. And from there, I tried to build a relationship with my mom, my stepmom. Because when I moved there, I think I remember sending her a message that I know, uh, me, I don't, honestly, I don't have any problem with her. I appreciate her, and I would like to maintain a relationship with her. However, knowing my father, right? And that may not be whatever, be agreeable in support or something. So, and I know my dad would obviously advise her against me. So whatever my dad decides and if she, I respect that, right? If, if she's not okay. So that's the one, the message that I sent when I moved out. So when she reached out in August, uh, sorry, March 20 of early 2020, and I, I realized that, okay, maybe this may be genuine, whatever. I also opened up and I reached out and eventually going to see her with my friend to talk and all that. It wasn't a very deep conversation. Well, they just went to the house and exchanged the vehicle. I gave her the vehicle information that she was looking for. So from there, every now following that, I'll call her like randomly now and then to check on her. Hi, mom, how's it going? You know, how's it, how's work kind of thing. And then I was there one. So I, I remember this because of this message. So I, I think it was a Wednesday or so. It was a Wednesday. Also, I, after work, I caught her. I caught her. And then I didn't get them. I, she did not answer. So a few days later, if it wasn't a Wednesday, it was a, this message came March 12, 2020. I caught her a few days before this message. She did not answer. Right. And then I was there one day. I was at work. Let me see. Let me see here. I think I was at work. Yes, I was at work because it was 11.47 a.m. I like I keep these memories because yeah, just so like I like it's part of a lawyer's life to like record. Evidence is very important. So I keep this. It was I was at work and then I got this message. I was literally at my desk type working. <laughs> Stay away from my wife with exclamation sign, two, two exclamation signs. It has come to my notice that you have started making some calls to my wife. And he wrote the name. And I am once again writing to warn you to put a stop to it. As I've told you before, we do not need your curtsies. I would appreciate it if you would stay away from my good self and my wife. It will be for your own good. If you surely want to stay in Calgary and continue with your newfound bundle of joy, <laughs> I hope you will not force my hands to do the unthinkable if you continue to make such unsolicited calls to my wife. You should know that, mention the wife's name, was compelled to look for your phone number because you left the car registration papers and we needed that to renew the car registration for the vehicle. That does not mean that we need your calls. Just continue in your newfound freedom and enjoy as much as you want. 
But always pray that the, bu the bubble of joy will never burst. Let me reiterate here again to you, young man, that for going all out of my meager resources to give you the best education every parent may wish for their children, and you dis dishonoring me, dishonoring and disrespecting me the way you did, you labor all your life in vain. As I've told you already, you will never know honor because you'd never show honor to your father. I wish you a long, a long life full of frustration, disappointments, failures, and emptiness. Continue your enjoyment, but never try to come close to our home. We do not need you, and we have not missed your absence. You will never know happiness, and you bow your head in shame among your peers. Among your peers, you'll be inferior as that education you have will never be beneficial to you. Your haughtiness and foolish pride will lead you to your doom, and a cursed life will be continued continually be your portion. An ingrate fool, as you, you try again and continue with your phone calls to my wife, you have that your ungrateful mother in Ghana, if you have a phone call to make. Nowhere to direct it. After you have already published to all and sundry that she is not your mother, and that, and that is enough and well with us. You have forgotten so soon where you came from, but I'm here to remind you that if you continue to disobey this simple directive, I will, know, I will let you know where I picked you from, going back to my childhood. Divine grace, favor, and honor will forever elude you for such a painful dishonor done to me and your stepmom as parents who did everything within our means to give a better life that you have already thrown away to the dogs. Heaven and earth approves this message. I remain, he signs off. <laughs> so yes, the message speaks for itself. Actually, my stepmom reached out to me and I even did it, yeah, like I was saying, and then... No, hold a second. Mm -hmm. after, after your father sent you this message, your stepmom reached out again? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Okay, okay. This okay. was before because. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the she the reason she she gave to my father right that it was a very good registration. It was different from like the reason like what she was just reaching out like you know trying to you know establish a relationship anyway. And that's what I got. And based on that, that's when I started also opening up and reaching out. And then one day I called her and she did not answer. That's when I, after that, I got this message. And then I want, I think I wanted to address some things here. That he has spent his meager resources. Of course, he's my father. He spent on me, but the image again that he has created for people that, he, that make also people to believe him and support him is that he has spent he has paid for my tuition i owe i am still paying for my student loan i owe over 100k student loan of course as a father especially going to the uk that's when he actually really supported me monthly he would give me like you know but my tuition fees and everything my canadian education but we all had to create that narrative for his image that we made it seem like he was paying for my tuition that's why he was repeating all these things and then 
Okay, yes, that's one thing that also he mentioned off is that he said I was telling, I told people that my my stepmom is not my real mom. Remember I mentioned it during our yes, 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 yes. See, yes. it comes to bear here that uh, I've told people um, that she was not my. So this was the role that my stepmom was playing the whole time this whole thing happened. This whole time, she was waiting for that window of this court and then penetrate. So I, in my hindsight, when I'm not around, the, before I moved out, and before I moved out, you know, it was just me and her. And when I go to work, that's when she would talk to her husband. So like I heard that she was wailing, crying that, oh, Chris is going about telling people that, oh, I'm not, uh, you know, his uh, uh, biological mom, blah, blah, blah. But remember this, you know, every, that's why I like record. The first part that we did, remember like the story was already out in the open. Some lady, the, some lady had gone to meet my mom in Ghana. Yes, that lady, that lady from yes, Vancouver. And came to see me secretly, tried to talk to me. So All of right. course, people talk, right? And then the information went out there. And then people, even among my stepmom and dad, sometimes they will fight and then when people come, they will, they disclosed it. So it wasn't me, but my mom, my stepmom knew that if the story that she could tell to make the situation worse, that, oh, this is what Percy is going about saying on top of what he has done to even infuriate my father more because he knows what <laughs> my father's reputation is very important to him. Now, Percy said that, oh, you are not, I'm no more. And then she was crying to like, she involved herself in the situation to make the situation worse. That's why, like, so if you have any phone call, call your young grateful mother in Ghana, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that is that that is the it, story behind it. And let me tell you this, you know, before you even ask that question, remember that I, I said that I used to wear Jordans, I had Jordans and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And your BMW. My BMW <laughs> and all that. So those sneakers, because at that time I was changing face, like I was like you know, becoming a new person. That those things were not like you know important to me. So those sneakers were in their boxes. When I was leaving, my stepmom has a daughter in Ghana, so I left it. She shipped the whole thing to her in Ghana. Like I, I left. I didn't have a problem with her, but behind me, my dad today doesn't even know that my stepmom took my sneakers. The Jordans, she took it and shipped it to the daughter to Ghana to to the daughter in Ghana. But you go about about mouthing me and saying these things. <laughs> That's what like you know, but in my face, so I just don't want to address. I just leave it and let time tell. So basically, there was a question I asked uh, prior. Mm -hmm. You have kind of answered that question. I don't know mm -hmm. if you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the record is speaking for itself. It's not me. Like, it's revealing, right? It's coming together. The story from part one mm -hmm. to this point, it's making sense. The message that I got from my father on uh, in March, uh, on March 12, 2020, goes back to that message. But it's, yeah. It's, so it's after... After March 12, 2020, you get this message. Mm -hmm. Did you finally stay away from your father? Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for me, like, I like my peace. 
after his December message, I stayed away until my stepmom reached out. So he said she only reached out because she wanted the blah, blah, blah papers to renew the blah, blah. That was the reason she gave her husband. But the representations that she made to me, it made me feel like, okay, she wants to rebuild that. Maybe someone advised that, oh, it's okay, whatever. Even if, if he, like, you know, just reach out and stuff like that and see so when I got that impression or that message, that's when I reached out to the extent of me going home to even mm-hmm. see her. So good mind, nothing wrong. I will call her, mom, how are you? How's it going? We chat a little bit and stuff like that. Until when I called her one time and she, she did not answer, I got this message again. So, so another question I have for you is, mm-hmm. and if you're comfortable sharing, mm-hmm. at this point in time, before mm-hmm. March 12, 2020, mm-hmm. Did you have any inkling in your mind that your stepmom was not straight? As oh, that one, that. yeah, of course, of course. Like it was just, you know, behind, and then your face. I, it was just, yeah, I've always had that. But anyway, okay. So if you if you knew that, why did you still make entries, even though you already knew that? Considering that in December your father had said said clearly stay he actually said stay away from my wife yeah my wife yeah 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 so if he had said that and Mm -hmm. him and then she reached out to you and asked for the vehicle registration but we're using another guys if i may ask and please don't be offended Mm -hmm. by me saying this Mm -hmm. why why do you why did you fall for that no it was like you know my my dad's message like i took like it's him that's him. Like, I'm not, that's him. If my mom wants to have that relationship with me, why not? I, I bear no grudge, right? I have no issue. I'm a, I try to be peaceful as possible. I, I don't, I want peace for myself. Like, I want to, like, it's okay. Life, I don't want grudges. I, I just, it's okay. If she wants to have that, like, I, I'm not that type of person that I would hold grudge and like someone has wronged me, so I'm going to dwell on it and drag it. And no, no, no. So like for, from that perspective, right? And I I had a relationship with her. I'm like, okay, at least, right? She has good for me before, right? She has, you know, done something good for me before. Like I, even at some point, I remember I used to say, mom, you're my mom. Like there's no question. I, nothing. Look at what I told you in the first, like, People knew that she's my mom. Hmm. People knew she was my mom. My mom, my biological mom was just neglected back in Ghana. That's how, you know, I took her, right? Hmm. Until this whole thing. So like, for me, I just wanted to maintain that. I didn't care what was going on. And after, especially when she reached out, right? I felt like she she wanted to have a relationship. So that's why I, re- I responded. That, okay, if we can have a, a peaceful relationship, why not? But... Uh, that's what how it turned out to be. Is this the la- in March 12, 2020? Is that the last communication you've ever had with your father? No. So after I think after that, right? March 12, 2020. I that's why I stayed away. People were trying to, you know, even the pastor of the, of the church that he goes to invited me a couple of times, trying to reach out, resolve it. And, but, you know, he's so angry and bitter and a whole lot. Okay, I remember, let me address one thing that he said. That he, remember in the first message, 
December 25th message he sent email to me. Uh, he said that a friend of yours said that you are two-faced or something like that. Correct, correct. So that friend he's talking about is the girlfriend that he that he introduced to me, right? The that lady, girl. That girl that he introduced. Oh. So after we broke up, of course, they were maintaining the talking <laughs> and maintaining that. So, and the reason why, of course, she said that I opened up to her, like, like I've said back in my Vancouver days, like this is the like this is me, but I'm this is the transition. If you see me, this is me. I use this is what I used to be. I used to be that guy who wants to be flashy. I'll go to the club and have fun and party. I'm not gonna be hypocritical about it. I'm I'm opening up to you because we are talking about marriage here. It's not even, you know what I mean? So I yeah. want you to know the person that I am. Mm -hmm. And my dad too is so <laughs> a saint. He comes across so like she knew, she knew, got to knew, know my father and knew the message that he she could share with my father to paint me. So that's why uh, your son, this is what he is, used to do or he's done, or you know, and that's why he's coming back to say that your friend said that you were two-faced or whatever. <laughs> wow. And the way he put it, he put it in such a way that <laughs> it would be so believable, right? That is a very, craft, he's crafty. And I know him very well. He's very, he can paint you so badly, you know. Okay, so first so, of all, thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. So, That's more. <laughs> so the, the question I want to ask is: mm -hmm. After March 12, twenty twenty, mm -hmm. how did you start to comport yourself to stay away from your father? And have you guys no. had any com have you guys had any communication ever since then? No. So March, after March 12, twenty twenty, honestly, it's not like I comport myself. I want my peace. Honestly, it was not peaceful there. Like, as you can tell, it's so chaotic. The, the, the union, me, my stepmom, and it was like, and that, has, that, that was how my life has, had always been. Like, the, the chaos, the curse, the, the anger, the rage, and the shouting, the screaming. So, me being away from it, it's the joy. Like, so, if you tell me every time that either I'm going away from school or like some like my, either my dad is traveling or traveling or something. That was my comfort. I will not show it, but deep down within me, I'm like, oh my God, thank God he's away or I'm going. So like when I moved out, I just didn't bother, right? I just what I was missing. I wish I had a relationship with my father. That was my wish. That I that to be staying with him in the same roof. And have a relationship even in that way? No, that was not that. That was not what I was wishing. But I was wishing that it would be a very respectful, cordial relationship where he respects me and then I respect him. But no, it's either I take it all or no, it's all or nothing for him, right? And yeah. when I wasn't getting them, like I don't like, I just didn't bother. I was hurting me. The things that. The words that he has said or he, he said in his email, I was scared, right? Like I told you, I couldn't even read them fully. But uh, I would just, I thought that it would come to pass. Because that was the indoctrination that I had from him that, you know, a father, every time he sort of brainwash you kind of thing, make you feel like the father, he has so much, as you can feel 
from his message or in his, you know, that he has so much power over your life. He, he can profess curses and all those kind of things. So I believe those things. And I thought that now that he has invoked it, it's going to happen. So that was my major fear. Those were my major fear that it was going to happen. But thank God, I found, like, this drew me closer to God. I will listen to gospel songs and preaching and a lot. <laughs> if you hmm. go to my notes on my iPad, my uh, my phone, back, like, messages, sermons from uh, T.D. Jakes, from uh, uh, Monroe, Dr. Monroe, like, messages, and I can go back and back in 2019, I've been messages upon messages and that was when like you know i started listening to these messages and then coupled with therapy sessions and stuff like that yeah did you did you when i read your father's message mm-hmm. oh sorry when i listen to your father's message not read your father's message when i read your father when i listen to your father's message mm-hmm. there's a question that is going through my mind and it's very wrong for me to think this way but i'm going to ask the question anyway and of course you always have Mm-hmm. Uh, an, opp- an opportunity to say you're not comfortable answering. Mm-hmm. Did you did you at any time think your father could hurt you physically? No, I did not think that. But I think that uh, I thought what I thought was uh, it was just I felt like jealousy was driving him. He was driven by rage and anger, and then, you know, uh, uh, I I don't know. I just, or maybe I was naive to it, but I, I yeah, I don't know if, because uh, the message was like very rough, and you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. especially when stay, he says, in the, in this Calgary, I will show you Jeremy. who has got yeah, the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. Actually, my my wife's father was very afraid. That you know he, he almost we almost moved out of Calgary. That I don't want my 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 daughter to be hurt, even though he does he hasn't even read these messages. But like, based on the the experience and the stories and you know the way a father could even you know treat a child like that, he was afraid for his daughter. So it's like, <laughs> no, I don't. If you will go, I'm not gonna be against you your union. But uh, if you want to be with my daughter, please move out of that city. I don't want my daughter to be caught in a crossfire. <laughs> but the daughter, you know, being stubborn, convinced the father that that would be okay. You know, where we live, he doesn't even know it's a, you know, distance apart or whatever. So, and then that's why we are still here. I have another question. Na- naive to it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I have another question. And if you can, if you, if you can answer the question in three minutes, then we'll, I'll, pose the question in our next session i'll mm-hmm. ask the question down and and, and let's see how uh, time goes so mm-hmm. that we can take our second break mm-hmm. um did you ever share these two messages with your girlfriend at the time yeah oh, okay so that's 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 number one. Second mm-hmm. question is she read these messages and you know in africa you don't marry the man you marry his family mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she read these messages and still decided to be in a relationship with you is a very powerful statement. Yeah. Why do you think she, she read this message and still decided to still say, I know I like E, but uh, this other thing behind, why do you think she still followed through? Because in Africa, man, let's be honest, man, you don't yeah. marry the man, you marry his family. Yeah. 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 So, so what, what do you think was, gave her that compulsion to still feel that she could still 
go go continue with you first of all she believes in me she believes that i have potential but most importantly to her i think she felt like i was alone here nobody is here to support me the father my it's just me and my father and the only person that you're here has abandoned you your mom is in africa <laughs> you don't have anyone so why is, i'm the only one the next person that you have how can i abandon you i'm not going to do that but but if you, if you want to look at it critically you you left her i did i did and then i did i'm not even going to lie i did i i did not stand for her when my dad it was fear like you would tremble before him <laughs> but look I mean, at the listening to the messages i can see why my yeah. god that is a very very toxic situation yeah you tremble so like i i i did not even so so i think she did that because you know I, that that was my vulnerable like the most vulnerable stage of my life so and then she stood for me she supported me she that time she was even still in lethbridge she was schooling there she had not graduated but almost every weekend she would drive down we go to therapy sessions before uh, together and then we we'll go dinner dates we spend time she tries to help me get my mind off that of what i was going through i i, I was so i became so skinny like you could see my like you know bone my neck bone and your your clavicles yeah i became so skinny like food food even food even like i couldn't like enjoy food it doesn't t- it didn't take good in my mouth well we are going to take uh a break here uh for the next session i want to continue uh e's story and hopefully we can start to smile gee yeah <laughs> stay with us we'll be back So the 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 question I I now want to ask you is in part 1 mm-hmm. your father had successfully kind of alienated with you with your mom especially when that lady from Vancouver mm-hmm. saw your mom and came to you and had that conversation and you called your mom and you were like don't ever do that kind of thing and stuff how how did you how did you re- rehabilitate your relationship with your mom you know my mom <laughs> Honestly, she I'm the only ch- I'm her only child, right? And uh she it was very easy, especially uh she was all, always praying for that moment where I will reach out or be closer to her and open up to her, right? So I just this whole difficult uh situations made me closer got me closer to her. I started talking to her and then you know she would pray with me. pray for me support me and then i apologize to her that you know i'm sorry for anything that i've done to make make you feel this make you feel like you're you are not wanted or whatsoever it wasn't like that right uh, i was a child <laughs> i i just felt like you know it was a pleasing game that i, I thought i could please but yeah she she it was she was sad but uh, she she didn't drag it because to her She has found her son again, you know. She has gotten her son back, and 
she now has this relationship. Relationship with me is what she wants. It's not anything. And she has never in a day, has even despite all the disrespects my dad has done to her, she has never in a day advised me against my father. I will say this on record. Never. Be careful. Even when I moved out and sometimes I'll be angry and be talking to her and I'm like, why? Like, be careful. Don't talk like that. It's okay. God knows why he's doing that, what he's doing. Don't disrespect him. He's still your father. He has never, she has never in a day. Did you, did you start to rehabilitate your relationship with mom after you left your father's house or before? Before, because honestly, we would maintain, it would, it was, I, I would talk to her, but it's like when you are not emotionally invested in a relationship, you know how you talk, you deal with that person, like, Correct. you don't care. Yeah, but after that, and let me tell you this. So my mom got married again, in, uh, not again, like again, if I say again, I mean that maybe she was previously married. No, she was not. So she got married in 2016. Oh. My mom. So during the marriage, my dad, I don't know, he's a type that he wants to control everyone around him. So he did, he was even opposing the marriage. Why? No one knows. And I mean, he's not married to her though. Exactly. So, he, of course, at that time too, I was with him. So he brainwashed me. Why would she marry? Like, you know, maybe the man wants to marry her because uh, he's, the man has realized that she has a son in, you know, Canada, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she, the man is probably like an opportunity, 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 opportunist. Sorry. Yeah. Opportunist. He wants to, you know, take advantage of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, I took the story. I believed it. I was also against the marriage. Can you believe that? I started, I, I never spoke to the man. When my dad, my mom got married, she, you know, she, until 2019 or 2020, when I moved out, that was my first time ever saying hello to the man. My mom was like, please say hello. Just so like the man will have some, you know, respect for me that i also like at least you know i have a, some i have a child like you know just say hello to him for me oh mom no me i'm not leave me alone leave me alone whatever i don't care until 2020 or 2019 when i moved out yeah 2020 when i moved out that's when i i began to i i, I said hello to to the man to my father my mother's husband i just didn't care that shows how I didn't care. I just ne- neglected my mom just so my dad would be pleased. Wow. And do you do you have step siblings now? No. Oh, my father for my father's my mother's marriage. Yeah. The man had has two. But I don't my my mom she's old, she can't have any child in the game. So oh, okay. the, my, the man my my mom is married to has two kids. And my mom and my yeah also has this yeah so like so but, but for my father and my mom I'm the only child of my father I'm the only child of my mom. I see, I see, I see. So so now you have left your father's Lear, March 2020. He sends you that second message, and now you get the message. You now leave him and stuff. How, how has life been? I mean, have you have you since March 2020 has have you had any 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 other any other message from your father? Anything else? Yes. Uh, yes. 
Yes. No. I, I, no. I actually no. reached out. Oh. I actually <laughs> reached out. <laughs> You know, no. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So, oh. like, my, my 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 therapist, like, he's like, Yo, what kind of person are you? I know, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm really sorry, man. Like, for real, oh, my, my therapist, like, what kind of person are you? And so, like, sometimes when I, I reach out and I get punched, oh, I no, to myself, no. <laughs> e, like, why, just, why, <laughs> oh, god. So, okay, tell tell us that story, yeah. And let me tell you this. That's one thing that never listen to people. Opinions, you know, some, there could be some good opinions or people, good advice, but never ever listen to people. Place your faith in God. Honestly, I was in a very vulnerable stage where like, you know, every people, voices, opinions, you know, and I will buy every opinion. I wasn't grounded in God as much as I was even probably professing then. So someone will come with, okay, your father is there, that, 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 reach out and there, that, that, a whole lot. So I reached out again June 20th, 2021. I mean, from so March, I, I did very one, well. One, one, <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you did very well. Let me, let, let's actually clap for you, man. Because I was, I thought you were about to say June 2020. So June 2021 is exactly one month and about, for yeah, one year, one year and three months. Yes. Yeah, actually, I think in between two, there would be like you know, it wouldn't be meetings with him, but like uh, community members would try to, but like I stood my ground, like no, I need to be respected, kind of thing. But like I will go out when they invite me to talk to me, I will go like okay, I'll talk to your dad, and then the response will be the same that he's not willing to make any you know whatever, and then you know a mental whatsoever. So I just ignored and stay my so may. Uh, June 20th, 2021, I reached out and um, that was when I was I was about to be called to the bar uh, June 25th, 2021, right? To be admitted to the Law Society, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, who advised me? <laughs> I think someone advised me that, you know, just share, and that time, that was COVID season. So like, it was even a, it was, it was virtual, right? Zoom thing. And then, so I got the link of my ceremony and I was advised to invite him, send a link to him. I forgot who exactly said that. Please, let me, uh, can I just ask, was it a woman? <laughs> Honestly, like I'm trying to bring that into memory. Who, had, who gave me that advice? I've forgotten, honestly, but I, I think... I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're a woman. Please, I, I, I apologize. It's just that women, women are if, 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 they evolutionaries. They always want to create natural environments. Men are very revolutionary. Like, come on, we're not doing that. But anyway, please continue. So June 2021, uh-huh. So uh, it was actually around for this day. Oh, oh. It oh was a BF, like, I think, yeah, around Father's Day. Right? June, June, is, June is Father's Day, yeah. Sec- I think yeah, the second, so, the yes. second, the second yes. week. Actually, the subject of my message was Happy Father's Day. Oh. <laughs> no, actually, I know it wasn't a woman. I remembered. It was my, my wife's father that I called him. That's like when I see my fa- wife's father is so, family is kind. You know, like the record is speaking for itself. It's not like me being so much in love and then losing my head. It's. So I called my my stepfather. Um, no, sorry. I called my father, 
my father, father your, your father-in-law now yes yeah to wish him happy father's day then and uh he was very happy to you know he's like how are you doing i hope you are doing well you know um have you heard from your father or have you he asked or oh, have i reached out i'm like no so he advised me that's okay uh send it's father's day it's good to receive you know it's very heartwarming to receive messages from your kids so it's okay reach message him worship happy father's day and then yeah i so, i i if you're the audience watching me right now i am basically closing my eyes like oh lord <laughs> so, <laughs> so i did that and then it wasn't just him it was another one of his friends too in this in the in the uk also one of his closest friends in the uk also did the same thing when i reached out i messaged him happy father's day he also said this he advised me to message you know message him so i did that and i added the my my bar admission ceremony the link that will be used for the i said okay hello dad i trust you're doing well i want to wish you a happy father's day i pray for god's blessings upon your life and that you age healthily thank you for all you have done for me <laughs> god bless and then i also would like to share a link and then i went again i think i sent once I, after i sent that message i sent another one but that after i sent that message i forwarded the link to him right and then he came oh god i hope you respect my decision to stay away from me you have made your choices and i've made mine don't send any correspondence to through this uh, through this channel again brace yourself young man an ingrate fool you reap whatever you've sown nonsense <laughs> This one, this time around, he kept it short. <laughs> but I was still loaded. <laughs> yeah, so that was the last message that I had received from him directly or I sent to him. But uh, yes, and then the time came for me to, you know, take the step to marry my wife. Yes. And, you know, I, I traditionally, we have to do the traditional uh, yes. ceremony yes. first. So and then and, and your, fa your father your father leads that leads that ceremony especially exactly yes 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 yeah. yes so that was the time <laughs> so I first informed his friend in the UK to tell him because I wouldn't contact him directly because of these you know obvious reasons and then his friend said also oh, I should give him time he will do that and then get back to me. So a couple of weeks, he got back to me. He's like, oh, I tried talking to him to no avail. Blah, 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 blah. You da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, oh, it's okay. So then I told my mom, right? Also, my of course, obviously my mom knew that I was about to get married. I want to do that. Your, your mom in Ghana? Yes, my mom in Ghana. Okay. okay. So right. my mom called my father's mother right my father's mother my grandmother yeah oh your yeah. father's mother oh your grandmom okay yeah yeah, yeah, grandma, yeah. the yeah. grandma who helped raise me great yes, yes 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 and also my auntie my father's senior sister right so she reached out to them and told them that oh because see like you know i've added that point. 
so I want to, you know, get married. And uh, she would like them to inform my father because she tried calling my father and she her number had been blocked, right? So they, sh they should tell, inform my father, right? For, you know, to give him that, inform him and do him the honors. And uh, when my father got the message, let me see how, let me look for it. Don't tell me your father messaged you, even though he said that all, all channels are blocked. Yeah, he messaged my mom. He unblocked my mom and sent him this message. Sent her this message, sorry. As, as, as a text message or as an email? As a text message. Okay. Right. Uh, WhatsApp message. Okay, okay. I'm looking for it for you here. I recently saved it because it was forwarded to me. Yes, I found it. Oh, no, 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 no I did not. I'm sorry. Oh, find it. Because that's another interesting one that <laughs> that needs to be read. <laughs> so, so when my he he got the message from my grandma, right? Mm -hmm. That's when he sent that message to my mom, and then. Uh, it was forwarded to me eventually. My mom didn't even want to share that with me. But eventually she, she sent it to my cousin and my cousin sent that to me. And I saved it in my emails too. Mm. So that's what I'm looking for. Okay. So I can read it on record. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is so we're going to press uh, stop right now and we'll be back when he finds this email. I hope you're enjoying the conversation with E so far. Uh, since we're taking a, a water break here, I wanted to let you know of um, the first episode that uh, was published on the show during the first week of, uh, actually, it's no, second week of August. I had a conversation with an individual by the name of Akim Haynes. And uh, Akim is a, a Canadian Olympian who won a bronze medal with uh, Canada in the 2016 Olympics. Also experienced homelessness as a teenager and how he came out of that and what he's currently doing with himself. It's a very inspirational story of uh, coming from Jamaica to Canada, actually going to Yellowknife in Canada. If you know where the yellow knife is, it's really up in the north of Canada. And trust me, so <laughs> people suffer with uh from isolation up there with the cold. But uh notwithstanding all those uh, obstacles, uh Akim has turned his life around and uh is now an um an inspiration to younger kids out there for track and field and is actually coaching track and field uh athletes. And he's also married to an athlete as well, a track and field uh, athlete who represented uh, the United States in the Olympics. So I implore you to 
check out the first ever episode on the show with Akim. And now let's get back to the conversation. Okay, so after my mom reached out to my grandmother to uh, ask her to inform my dad of my decision to marry, uh, this is the message that he sent to my mom. Hello, I just want you to know that my mother is 94 years and does not have to hear any stressful information about that your good-for-nothing son. Which father will spend all his savings on his only son and be happy to see him go wayward? I have to let you know that all that I did for your son was to put him in a position where he can support you in your future, in future, as I am doing for my 94-year-old mother. I've told you numerous times that the numerous, yeah, I've told you numerous times the rudeness arrogance and gross disrespectful conduct of your son, but you take delight and support him in his behavior. You will one day understand my clarion call that it is not about me, but rather how this, your son will have, will have any empathy or sympathy for you, your well-being in the foreseeable future. Manipulative. I've given him the best and spent my hard-earned money to make him a lawyer. But that does not mean I should kowtow to his foolishness. The way your son has grossly disrespected me because of his girl leaves much to be desired. That is not the reason of my writing to you this time. I will not have anything to do with him anymore, as I've already told you. But do not bring my aged, aged mother into this madness of your son. God bless me. God has blessed me enough that I can provide for myself. But with this, your son's conduct and arrogance, I pity you and cry for you. If he is ready to marry as you told my mom, you and his uncles can support him. I've done my part to prepare him to be the man he is today, and I leave the rest to you. Galatians 6-7 do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. I wish your son all that his life would throw at his way. You will never plant cassava and reap plantain. Again, please take my mother away from the stupidity of your son. I've done my fatherly duty to the best of my ability. And, the, and God is my witness. Bye. <laughs> That was the message to my to my mom, yeah. And then, so when that, <laughs> after we got this message, I then reached out to my uncle, uncle here, right? Your and, uh, father's cousin? Yes. Okay. My father's cousin. And then informed him that this is what I want to do. And so I would like, yeah, him to lead me since my dad has refused, right? And then, so my uncle, of course, he has to follow pr protocol, right? So he called home. Home means he called my grandmother, my father's mother. Yes. Yeah. His auntie, my uncle's auntie. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because his mom and as siblings. As siblings, yes. And then sort of ask for permission, right? That hey, this is what was see uh he's telling me. Please, please, one second. Your <clears throat> your your paternal grandfather at this point was no longer alive. Yes, he's no more. He, he died in 2006. Okay, that's all right. when so, I met my. When, that's when my father came and I met him. Remember? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So yeah. that's why, because I'm asking this question because from an African context. Mm -hmm. Sorry to say, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're not from, you're not African. In the African context, everything goes through the man. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why they were going through your paternal grandmom. Yes. Okay. Understood. Okay. Yes. So my uncle reached out and spoke to my auntie, being my father's senior sister and my grandmother, and I told them that this is what uh, I've told him. And then, but before he, he takes the decision to lead me or help, you know, be involved, he would ask them or would want them to reach out to my father and tell them, Right, uh, and tell him that oh, uh, this is the situation because he wants to take this step and he's willing to. At this point, remember that my I mentioned that my dad had fallen out with my uncle. Yes, I know because typically that he would have just made he, he would have just made that call two of them. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, and then when my my uncle reached out, the message then my, that was my uncle. My dad emailed my uncle directly. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, he sent a message to my uncle. He mentioned they, live, they, 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 they live in the same province, but they can't even pick up the phone. No, he lives in a... My, my uncle is in BC now, not in BC, and now my dad is in a different place. <laughs> yes, okay, all right, sounds good. Okay, continue, please. So this message was in October 2021, around this year, <laughs> almost a year. Exactly, exactly a year ago. Yeah. He mentioned his name. I've just been told that you called Ghana to press upon my mother to call me that you are leading me to perform a sudden marriage rite for him. For yes, I know. Yeah. You continue. Yeah. For sure, you know you cannot do anything against my wish. I heard in Grapevine that you were in Toronto to give your daughter in marriage, but you did not inform me. Yes, that's your right to go so. My brotherly advice to you is that, <laughs> with all due respect, you will not undertake such initiative against my will. My mother is 95 years and do not need to hear of such stories about him and my good self. I wish you had not you had not called her on such issues. You never can imagine how much that I have spent on that boy to make him a lawyer today just for him to grossly disrespect me in such unspeakable proportions. <laughs> I made him complete his legal education before I pursued blah, blah, blah. That's, and then I pursued mine. You, can, you can't even imagine the grip the grave pain and suffering that this young man has caused me. I don't want to bore you, but if he wants to marry, he has uncles in our city to lead him. You dare not do anything on tour to cause me more pain and to ruin 
our already fractured relationship. Please, I respectfully indulge you to stay away from his marriage for the good of us. Warm regards. He signs off. <laughs> so who, who how did you get how did you get this my message? uncle sent it to me okay and when you when you when your uncle sent it to you was he sending it to you to say hey man i've tried <laughs> so uh he did so that's what happened. So after this, all these messages to my mom and to my uncle, and even I think he also spoke to my auntie, being you know, and my grandma. So they all finally like, okay, if he's not gonna come around, go ahead and do your thing. So that was the conversation when my uncle sent me this, mm-hmm. right? And he asked me to call him. So I called him, and then he's like, hey, go ahead and do your thing. You have my blessings. Uh, but fortunately for me, so my, my mom and uh, my wife's family, uh, some of them are in Ghana. So the, my mom's family, obviously, and my uncles are from my father, my mom's side. They gathered and then went to my wife's side to do the traditional. Oh, in, 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 in absentia? Yes. Okay. So they okay. did that. The families met and then they did that. The only person from, I think my wife's father was here still, my, but my my wife's mom was in Ghana. So my wife's mom, the grandma, the, my wife, my father-in-law's siblings and family members all met. And my, and then they did it. And there then, was no one from your paternal side? No. Wow. You know, from an African context, that's a big deal. Yeah, but they, they gave the approval. My uncle, my auntie, my grandma, she blessed it. She's like, I'm oh. Yeah, my grandma blessed it. She's like, I give my blessing, my auntie. They they give their blessings. If you're he's not gonna come around, you cannot, you know, sit around and wait for him to come around. So go do your thing. So they gave their blessing and then we went ahead to do it. And how was your church wedding? So that we haven't done it. We just you remember last part one, I mentioned that we did something yes. small, right? So we are planning on maybe next year you'll do some oh. a church wedding. Okay, so last year was the traditional. Well, it was the traditional. The traditional, both families met and then we, the diary, you know, the diary. The, exchange, the exchange of the diary. Exactly. Oh, but you know, but you know when traditional happens, that's, that's your marriage. marriage. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's the marriage. Yeah, so yeah. we, yeah, we've been together since then. Yeah, so we've been married since then. And so, oh, like, so yeah. this one year anniversary, basically. Yeah. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah, and then recently is when we did the court, the civil one, the court one with our pastor. Oh, so the when we recorded part one, and I saw you with the ring that started this whole conversation. Because honestly, you know, mm-hmm. this show is the show is unscripted, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't have any pre-planned question. And everything started with me seeing that ring on your hand, and here we are. So yeah. that that day was the civil marriage. Yes. Got it, got it, got with it. The, with our pastor, he blessed it. And then, yeah, but the traditional happened last year. Let me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Have you finally come to the full understanding that 
you and your father are no longer? Yeah, I've accepted it. I've, I've decided to move on. The whole time I was looking back, that's why I would message or reach out because I thought that maybe something it will be repaired or what it will be resolved whatsoever. But if you're looking back, you you know you get distracted every because when the message comes like that, it's emotionally hurts you. Like look at the messages that I've read. It breaks even, it even me, even me. I close my I close my eyes yeah. because I'm just like I can't, man. Yeah. So when so I've decided that no block it. Accepts the fact that no, it's not gonna happen. That's your loss in life. If that's your loss, accept it that you're not gonna have a relationship with your father. If he's not willing, accept that fact. So I have I have accepted that fact. I'm all I do is I pray for him, and then I just have moved on, making bold decisions in my life for myself. Mm. Yeah. So I wouldn't, like, he doesn't want the honor. He doesn't want it. I've tried to give, obviously, as you've seen. But he rejects it. And I can't continue to live in that life, to live that life, just to wait for him to come around. Time waits for no man. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I got called. I've been practicing. And then my desire to help people was just, you know, getting stronger and stronger. And uh, I decided it was just uh, the desire, the passion was getting so strong that, hey, you know, reach out to people, like reach out, branch out, start your own thing and help people. Because as you can tell from my story, I've suffered and I don't want anybody to go through that. Like I want to be there. I want to help people genuinely. I know what is it is to go through pain and disappointment and failure. So like, let's, let me be a vessel. Let me be a carousel to help alleviate that sort of some of uh, people's trouble or problem that they're going through with what I, God has given me. And that's why I'm doing this. And uh, God has been faithful, honestly. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've survived. <laughs> I survived the <Yeah>. storm. <laughs> very much so, very much so. Um, you know, it's funny. I the last question I always ask every guest before we start to wrap up is what is the what is the one what's the one destabilizing event that has occurred in your life and how most important, how did you rebound from it? You are the first guest ever on the history of the show, which is officially two months old as of yesterday, uh-huh. <laughs> because we started, we launched on August 8th. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm never going to ask that question too, because your story is the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your story is the question. My yeah. God, man. Yeah. Oh Lord. Uh, man, you know what, E, man, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us, man. I mean, the way you have really rebounded from this. Th- th- there's, there's, um, there's a question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and I was about to wrap up, but my spirit says I should ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So I want us to take our final break here. We'll be back, and then I want to ask you this question, and then I want you to leave your parting words 
for the audience that have listened mm-hmm. to your story for part one and part two. Okay. Okay. So please stay with us. We'll be back. Mm-hmm. You know, E, as we were taking this final break, and I'm so glad we did, I was just thinking to myself and I was like, man, the woman you married is a very good woman. And this is why I'm saying that. I'm saying that because your traditional marriage was 2021 October. One mm-hmm. year later, you did your civil mm-hmm. wedding, which mm-hmm. was uh, two weeks ago in mm-hmm. September. And another one year, you're going to do your church wedding. You know where we come from. I'm sorry to say this, if you're listening to this, you're an African woman, but most women, it's all about the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. They're not ready to build with you. Man, dude, you really, you really found a very good woman. Though. <laughs> I always say, actually, I haven't said it. I'm not sure if I said it to you before, but I always say to myself that God re- really brought, God loves me so much. And he brought my wife to me, even when I didn't know she was my wife. Early on, God loves me. God really loves me. He's my helper. Like he's real, because honestly, she has been through the thickest and the thinnest with me and she's still everything emotionally financially everything one like i i was losing my mind and even at a point of pushing her away because be, becoming a lawyer is a journey it's been so much of education every stage you know other clean period and you know you don't even begin begin to realize your the, the fruit of your labor right away it takes time for it all of that period she's been mm-hmm. with me the, and and even when your father said no to her yeah even when her father he, my he, father, he, had, yeah. he had said yes to another woman yeah but he said no to her yeah oh wow what a woman yeah, she she she's incredible she's incredible so like i'm like i always tell her that this is me like i'm yours you have me wow everything that you know we built if god helps us it's yours like this is what you get. Like this, everything that I do when I'm going out, I have you in mind. I have our, our family in mind in the future, like everything. And thank you. I always, yeah. I'm very, very, very grateful to her and her family. You know, I, I don't know her. So I'm going to give her a, a personal shout out. Yeah. To E's wife, when you <laughs> listen to this conversation, I am basically saying you are a great woman. I thank you for staying the cause with this man. And um, the whole story, part one and part two. And um, please mentor other women, young ones. <laughs> mentor, other, mentor other women that come under your sphere of control <laughs> so that the production factory can continue to produce like you. Amen. amen and amen. That is my that is my honest, humble shout out to you, man. You are a great woman. <laughs> anyway, yes. my 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 other sec- my second to last question is: um, your therapist has really been a very important person to you, mm-hmm. and one of these things that I've been having when I have conversations with people is about mental health mm-hmm. and what you were going through is psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell the audience how, you don't need to go into nitty-gritty, you don't need to mention the person's name, but can you tell the audience how you you, you picked the, pick the therapist and what ha- that has really done for you? Honestly, uh, regarding that, this, 
Honestly, I always say that God orders my steps. It was a search. I think I, I searched on the internet after I got the message. A, friend, a family friend who knew what was going on advised me. She's a nurse. She actually advised me to see, you know, start looking for a therapist to go because she could see, right? And then I searched when I was ready and then I, you know, I, I booked it. But when I got the name, the confirmation email, I saw that it was a Ghanaian name. Coincidentally. Mm. And then I went and then, you know, that's when, so he could understand from a cultural perspective too. And coincidentally, I don't know, he happened to be a pastor as well. Oh, wow. So that even gave me more assurance because you get what I'm saying that, wow, a pastor. So he's going to balance what the cultural perspective with, uh, you know, biblical perspectives and uh, as well as his experience as a psychologist you know and, a, and, and he's a man he's a man yes exactly as a man too as a man yeah so honestly when i i launched my first, he he came here to pray for me he's like he sends me clients <laughs> it's like my uncle yesterday we even spoke he's like he loves me so much and i love him so much too we formed that relationship where so mm. he's very genuine and candid and sometimes he goes to the even the extent of using his personal experience to help me to counsel you to counsel me yeah so um i i think that was by you know by by the grace uh being a, yeah that's how i found him and he has been very 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 incredible uh, mm-hmm. in my life yeah so mental health is very, very important, right? So you can't fight a battle alone. Mm. You have to resort to resources. And um, uh, and I'm getting this urge to say this too, that um, during this whole time, the church that I found, right, and I ended up going to, I found this woman there who also has taken me in as a son. Mm. Very prayerful woman. Another, like, it was at a time, when the chaos was happening, very prayerful woman too, who was who counseled me and pray with me, and helped me grow in you know spiritually. So I found these two people who really have been playing, and they are my parents now. I would say, mm-hmm. and they support me with everything when I I need them. I reach out when I was getting married. This woman was there, you know. As the mother, because my mom is not here. Mm. So um, that is that is that uh, amazing. Uh, the therapist, oh, amazing. So if someone wants to know and wants to reach out to me, I will highly recommend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, you just had a, a very big momentous uh, milestone happen in your life with the opening of your law firm. Yeah, which basically was a a denouncement of one of those courses that your father yes. made on you upon your life. Yes. Uh, do you want to share with us that experience? Because I saw the pictures of you cutting the ribbon somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't even know how I found it. But yeah, um, was, uh, how, how was that? How 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 was that moment when you cut that ribbon and opened your law firm? I feel like you know. God. God has spoken to me in different ways, right? Even, even way before the cutting of the ribbons. During the 
the the curses or like when my dad made those uh, pronouncements. Of course, it was scary, but with the help of my therapist and the prayer people that I joined and all that, and the progress that I started seeing in my life, because I was scared to the point that, remember in one of most of all his messages, your degree is going to be useless in your hands, blah, 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 and all that. So I thought that I wouldn't even get to the point of being called a lawyer. <laughs> so when, yeah, so when I was admitted or I got articlin, because you need articlin to get to become, to be able to begin the process of becoming or being admitted to the law society. And finding another claim can be very difficult. So when I found one that day, oh my God, songs of praises. So that was one, the first sign of, the first sign that I got that, wow, God is really there. It's not about what man will say. Mm. So that really boosted my confidence level to a level from fear to, okay, it's possible. It's not about what? So I remember that day I was singing, I was on the phone with my mom. You'll be singing, mom, I found other clan finally. And then I made that sacrifice. I had to even, you know, some, most people not, would do other clan without pay. But luckily I was paid. Even though I had to take a pay, a, a pay cut from EY to do the other clan. But I thank God for that because it was a very a general practice firm that I got to learn different areas of law, right? And then... I finally got called. I got, I completed my other clan. Other clan, you do that, you do bar admission course, right? It's also not easy. I passed <laughs> that stage as well. And then finally, you know, got to the point that I was qualified to be called or be, to be admitted to the law society as a lawyer. And that was when I, I got, I booked my call date and then I sent the email to him to invite him. <laughs> To, to come and then I got that message. So this, the progress that I was making was, you know, boosted my confidence that, wow, God is really working because despite all these things that have been invoked, look at the steps, the progress that I'm making. And then honestly, like everywhere I go, people love me so much. The law firm that I articled at, my boss loves me so much. The workers there loves me. So when I was leaving, it was even very difficult for, for, for them. They didn't want me to go. But like, you know, there comes a time that you have to take another step, right? So, um, and then this urge, like when I wanted to leave, like I think I've shared this with you before that I, I've always wanted to be that low-key guy. I don't want trouble. I want to stay because of the experience. I don't want to be in the public. I, I want to be, because honestly, I used to be nervous even speaking with people because of my experience. I tremble. I, becomes, I become very nervous when I, I'm talking in front of people because of my background. I'm never allowed to express myself right to you know so all all you hear is you're stupid you are not good enough you're so it was so full in my my head so every i would doubt myself am i good enough da, 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 but so what that made me to do is that it, it's sort of always makes me work extra hard put you know go hard and prove myself above and beyond and uh so the results of my work were speaking for itself, especially at my firm and all that. 
And then I decided that I think the time has come for me to, you know, make step. Again, I was still out trying to run and wanted to hide, you know, go find a job somewhere and then, you know, maybe in the government or, you know, somewhere that I wouldn't engage with people one-on-one like that, mm-hmm. right? Because of fear, timidity, and all of that. Inferiority, like I felt, even though like I felt like I demeaned myself, I, I felt like I'm not good enough, I'm not loved, I'm rejected, like, you know, you're, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. But every time that I would make that decision to sort of run away from, like, you know, go find a position that will take me away from the public's eye or people's or engaging with one on people one on one like that, give me work and let me stay in my lane and do it without, you know, interaction with people. That's me. And then I'll provide, give you excellence work for that. But engage dealing with people, I feel like I'm not deserving or worthy of it. But every time that I do that, go, I will hear this. Why are you running away from your responsibility? Why? And I'll get an affirmation that, wow, you're good. You're this. You're very smart. You're intelligent. Why are you running? Like those kind of things. So all the uh, things that I wanted to do as an alternative of doing this, it never f- went through, right? And then I, am, I had to embrace myself that, hey, this is a confront your fears. Do it. It's in you. This, you can do it. You've done it. You survived. So do it. And I, I did it. And when I did the launching, people came and the pictures you go on my Facebook, uh, my Facebook or like uh, Instagram page, and the support was overwhelming. People were so proud. And people that know my story actually, when they see that, what I've been through, and compare that with what the, my current situation. They, they people are like you know, they, they they are speechless. They are not. They don't even know what to say. Mm. So even on my my when I was giving my my remarks, I'm like, who am I to be here? It's God. It's God. People, all these beautiful people have gathered in my name. I've gathered here because of me. Who am I? Like the rejected stone. Like you're you, you're non-entity. Look at your beginning. Look back. Uh, what is it called? Let's look. Let's right now cast our mind back to part one of this and l- look at how it started my journey. And for me to be here, is it all the grace of God? Like my car being, my head being under the, underneath the, the bus, eating from people's, like, you know, a little kid's food because, you know, I'm hungry. I'll go days without taking a shower. My head, my hair will be bushy, dirty clothes, go days. Oh, God. A lawyer in Canada. It was very unforeseeable, unforeseeable. Curses upon curses. Not one, not two, not three. Yeah. Yeah. So when it happened, I'm like, wow, God, you wow me. Sometimes when I'm sitting here and things are well, I look up, I'm like, God, like you are really like. You amaze me. I really smile. And I, I, I look up and smile. I'm like, wow, God, thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you have done for me. Thank you. You know, I, I always tell every guest to say their parting words, but I think mm-hmm. that's that is your parting words. Yeah, I wanna <laughs> say this. I wanna I wanna say this that uh uh we should uh recognize the fact that you are going to face challenges in life. But our fruit of the spirit, if I say fruit of the spirit, 
It means it's in the Bible. It's like uh, patience, hardworking, long-suffering, like uh, joyfulness, kindness. These are the fruit of the Spirit. In the face of adversity, these qualities, that's when they grow best. That's when they develop. Humility, diligence, discipline, hardworking, honesty. You know, these challenges or all this that I've gone through have made me who I am today. I've built this closet, to be honest. God, I don't want to offend someone. So I've, it has made me very honest, sincere, diligent, hardworking. I don't want to fail. It has made me very wise. Just wise. When I'm speaking to someone, like I, I draw from my experience to advise them, you know? And so recognize the fact that you are going to go through challenges. But you know, you, choo- you should choose the right path. There are two, when you are facing challenges, there are two paths there. You can decide to go the wrong path by, you know, letting the challenge overcome you or you conquering it. And it's possible. God has created in us the ability to overcome everything that we, we encounter. So when you are facing challenges, just pray to God that, please, God, grant me the grace sufficient enough to overcome this. It's in you. The ability is in you. It's there. Search it. Dig deeper. Right? And don't put your faith in man. Never do that. Never. It's even a curse. God has said it. It's in the Bible. Let me see if I can find it. Do not put your trust in princesses. That's Psalm, Psalm 146 verse 3. Do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save. And there's another one that even comes with a curse. Let me see here. Give me a second. Yeah. Yep. And I think that, that is Jeremiah 17, 5. This is what the Lord says. Curse is the one who trusts in man, who draws from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from God. Hmm. So when I removed my fear of my father and placed my fear in man, of God, in God, that I'm God, I'm fearful of you, God, rather than man. It gives me, it, you know, drove away the anxiety, the fear, the depression, the, the, the fear of failure, right? And gave, it, gave, it gave me comfort. I really became very comfortable and at peace. And I've been very, very peaceful. And I've been of sound mind. Because I have strong assurance from God. And he has shown me my life is a testament from the beginning, from A, B, like from birth. I was born into abject poverty. Didn't meet my father. My first time seeing him, I was 15 years for a few days. You know, being hit by a car, being neglected, struggling, you know, everything. Coming to Canada, the challenges, being left at the airport, you know, uh, my dad bringing my bag, my luggage to the church to embarrass me. Don't come to my house again. Him invoking curses on me. Despite all of that, you keep going. Strive for it. As you do that, it's bringing out the qualities in you, the fruit of the spirit. When you hear that someone is going through trouble, you, you can relate. You can understand the person. You have empathy for people. You have become kind for people. You, you work hard. You become selfless. You don't become greedy. 
And it, it these things really keep you at bay. The, the word says that these things, they are no laws against them. Let me refine it. So fruit of the spirit, kindness, you know, gentility, meekness, you know, humility and all this, there are no laws against it. What it means is that if you are kind, who's going to take you to court for being kind? For being kind. If you're hardworking, who's gonna, how is that going to lead you into trouble? If you are gentle, how is that going to lead you? But if you are greedy, greedy can lead, greediness can lead you into court. Yeah. Right? So with these things, if you are kind, if you are hardworking, if you are disciplined, if you are honest, there are no laws against these things. And these are the things that should be developed in the face of adversity. Mm. Wow. So those are my closing remarks, bro. <laughs> e, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for accepting the call within yourself to share your story and uh, to share your story very authentically and uh, fully. And as I said again, all remarks go to that woman that you married. <laughs> all remarks, man. Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to give her a round of applause right now. That's a great, that's a great, great woman. That's a, that's a great, great woman. And have a good one, man. Thank you so much thank for sharing you, your story with, you, uh, with my audience. You. Thanks for having me. I hope that uh, this story like, you know, encourages someone to, you know, go after whatever they want to you know go after in life don't let mm. anybody not even your parent tell you that you cannot do it don't don't allow that don't don't reduce god to that level no <laughs> okay all right thank you he gave birth to that you give birth to that parent too right exactly yeah exactly yeah thank you so much man thank you there we go another episode of uh, the show has come to an end i hope you enjoyed the conversation with the guest and uh learned something from it and a particular part of uh, his or her story inspired you to make that move whatever that move could be for you uh with that being said please subscribe to the show uh you can also leave a review the review really helps the show to grow and gets uh, in the ears of other people. Um, also share with a friend, someone that you know in your network that you believe this episode, they need to hear this. Uh, you can share it with that individual. Uh, whatever podcast directory you use, uh, look for the share option and uh, share it to that person. Lastly, don't forget to go on the website www.uiukpong.com to subscribe to Three Nuggets Weekly where I share three things that I found interesting in the previous week and uh, think may add value to your life. With that being said, I'm wishing you a great week and I will uh, come back to your ears next week. Have a good one now and do something crazy. Bye for now.